Yo, welcome to the Hive Hustle, the captivating podcast where we dive into street culture, whether that be dance, roller skating, being a business person, um, things that raised me, things that helped me grow as a person and really developed me as a human. It's official now, the Hive Hustle podcast about to sit you down, go and fix your crown. This ain't a grain of salt, pick your brain and thoughts, even through a major loss, still remain a boss. Today... I'm sitting next to like a legitimate legend. Um, I have known him since I think 2006 when I started crumping. Um, He's somewhat of a father figure to me, so to speak. Uh, I remember he is the first person that made me, I don't even know if you know this, but you're the first person (laughs) that made me believe Jesus was true. Wow. Jesus was real. You spoke something into my life when I first met you at Slaughterhouse. And you said something to me when you were doing an altar call. And no one in my life knew that, like fact, no one, not even my mother, my girlfriend at the time, nobody knew. And the fact that you told me that and you spoke that specific thing, at that moment, I was like, this man don't even know who I am. And he knows this about me. So he's obviously a prophet and he obviously knows what he is. But besides that, (laughs) Slayer, y'all, like... Creator of Crump, I'm sitting next to. So sure, please man. understand that this is an amazing episode for myself, and I'm honored to have you, man. Man, thanks for having me here. It's uh, I love what I'm saying, um, and and how you have carried your responsibility and kept your portion of the culture alive, especially for Vegas and what man. you're doing. So I'm very proud of that work. Thank you, man. I'm. How long have you lived here? Uh. About a year and a half. Yes. Slayer lives in Las Vegas, Nevada. (laughs) Like, I was at the lab last night, and I was telling somebody, I was like, yo, like, he's, I'm interviewing him tomorrow. He's like, what? He's here? I'm like, no, he lives here. (laughs) Like, like, the man has been here. So, thank you for being on the show, man. Um, Just to give you a background. Yeah. The Hive Hustle, what it is to me, is it's me gassing my inspirations up. People that inspire me, people that have put forth effort to invest in my life mm-hmm. um, in any way, shape, or form, whether that be through a screen, me watching them, mm-hmm. whether that be um, through me being physically with them or whatever. Mm-hmm. And street culture birthed me. Like, let's be honest here. When I was eight years old, I found Michael Jackson. And when I was 12 years old, I'm seen Usher and dancing changed my life. You know, before dancing, it was roller skating, whether it be stepping, whether it be popping, whether it be like street culture, hip hop, crump changed my life. If I never got introduced to it, I wouldn't be who I am today. So this is my way of giving back, gassing you guys up because there's platforms that and people's stories that need to be heard. So I'm very appreciative of you being here, man. Like I'm honored sitting next to you. Man, it's an honor just to, um, to see the work you know, I've watched from, you know, where I've been. Mm-hmm. And there's one thing, I mean, w- w- I mean, we'll get into discussing what we are supposed to do with, you know, Crump or whatever we are doing with street culture. But, like, before we came into, you know, street culture and dance movement, there was someone that had to inspire us. Yeah. And so a lot of times we can be a fan mm-hmm. or we can take whatever we've been given and we can make something for the next generation and yeah. for others, you yeah. know? So it, it plays its role. That actually goes into my first question. Okay. So obviously, 
if people watching my channel don't know, you're a creator of Crump. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. You were literally in the birth of it. There was something before that, though. You get what I'm saying? Like yeah. Before clowning, before Crump, what inspired Jason <laughs> before that? Like, was it dominoes at the table? <laughs> was it spades? You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we all, I, you grew up in LA. Mm -hmm. You know, like, you were probably around for the riots. Like, what yeah. was it first that really made that snap? Thing for me, I um, actually grew up in Compton, Compton, oh, California. See, you so, get what I'm saying? Yeah, uh, <laughs> grew up in uh, blood territory and crypt territory. Okay, so just being around, you know, all of that. I think for me, if I could say like what really attached me, I was all, I've always been an artist, mm -hmm. but music, okay, really like it spoke to a place in me, and a lot of times music, the music that I listened to gave. Um, it gave voice um, to some emotions I was feeling. Okay. And then, you know, from there, it was either R&B. I think early for me, it was like R&B. And mm. um, I was actually a really shy kid. I'm, um, I was the same way. <laughs> yeah. opened my life. Yeah, really shy kid. And I would kind of perform and do dances, maybe for my family, but nobody else knew. So I was privately talented. Yeah. And uh, and then, like, later on in my life, I think uh, when I started going through certain pain or certain pain started coming up, more so darker music, gotcha. you know. And yeah, everybody there. goes to that stage. I think I was listening to Slipknot when I was like 14. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? Yeah, like everybody yeah. goes to that stage where they listen to crazy rock music yeah. or crazy rap music or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. So definitely. Okay. Um, quick question. What year were were you like, What? how old were you when Rise was filmed? Oh, my Lord, have mercy. Uh, let me see. See, when you get older, you kind of forget the years. Yeah, but no, I know. I know I was in my early 20s. So you uh, were like older than everybody. No. If I'm not so everybody thinks I'm the oldest, but actually Prissy's the oldest. So she's in her 40s now, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. So Prissy was the oldest and like next was like you. And me. Got you. Okay. And then uh, I believe it should be Caesar. Okay. And then Chez and then Miho. Ah, okay. So because Chez, I think me and Eyes are the same age. Okay. Because okay. I'm 37. Yeah, he's like 36. 36, I think. So 37. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it's like Prissy, you, uh, C, mm -hmm. Chez, and then Miho. Yeah. So Miho's the youngest out of all y'all. Oh, yeah. Ah, that's crazy. Yeah, he's, he's, the, he's the little bro, but he, you know, he done pumped up and Man. UFC he, he fighting. Not, he, not, he not the little Miho he was anymore. Nah, nah. <laughs> but okay, so you were the oldest, or not oldest, but you were one of the uh, oldest. One of the oldest. Mm -hmm. um, like, out of everything, like, how do you feel Crump has changed uh, from since its inception? Since its inception, I think, I think if we can kind of look at it like when the when people originally created uh, McDonald's, okay, you know the quality of burger that they used, maybe it was, you know, different. You have supply and demand, mm -hmm. right? And so you have this quality, um, this authenticity you know, maybe grass-fed Angus or whatever. But then you have, now you have chains all over. So now to mass produce, you have to find some things that are filling, but not necessarily healthy. Mm. And so when I look at Crump like that, we I'm, I see a lot of events. I see a lot of, I see a lot of it. It's, it's, it's good to look at that it's spreading. Yeah. Um, but Crump is a tool and it's always been a tool for healing and uplifting. Mm. It's never, ever been about destruction and tearing people down. So that's what happens when you mass produce without quality. 
I'm so grateful. I'm so happy you said that. Crump is for uplifting and the healing, building. Like that is what I grew up in. That's the crump that I like. When I first stepped in, I was like, "Wow, this is a community I can be a part of. Mm-hmm. Like this is what I can call home." Because I didn't have much of a home life besides my mother. Mm-hmm. Like, my mother was the person. That's why I really resonate with I so much because of his relationship with his mother. You get what I'm saying? Like a lot of us growing up in the '90s, in the early late night, early '90s, late '90s, we all had single moms. Yeah, you know, so like. That really resonated me in the very beginning. And so Crump became a home for me. So quality over quantity. Yeah. Dang. Well, go, let's go back because I interrupted you. That's my bad. No, you're good. <laughs> where do you, where, so born in Compton. Yep. Raised in Compton. Yep. What was, no, born in Germany. Whoa. Raised in Compton. Okay. That changes it. Whoa, crap. So when did you come to the States? Uh, I believe uh, just like, Maybe in my first year, I believe. Okay, so you military. Born in, that's like me saying I'm from Chicago. Like I was born in Chicago. But yeah. I'm from Vegas. I'm from Compton. <laughs> Got you. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, you were an army brat. Yep. Okay, so did you stay there in Compton your whole life? Uh, so maybe early years. Uh, Compton. I went to. Baldwin Park came out. I always found my way back to Compton. Yeah, that's home. Um, so just various hoods. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so you said R and B music. Who's oh yeah, who's some of your? Uh, oh my god, who's uh, we got to go here. But come on, come on. <laughs> everybody knows probably. So I think like R and B, in Vogue. When I was little, I loved in Vogue. I had a crush on uh, what's her name, um, Dawn. Okay, flawless okay. lady. Yeah. Uh, then Janet. <laughs> Who so, doesn't love Janet? You're right. Um, so it was, it was like in Vogue, then Janet, and then Aaliyah, okay. rest in peace. Yeah. Uh, and then I got into like, when I started actually dancing, okay, you know, who doesn't do like Michael Jackson? Yeah, you know, I was that's, always, that's everybody's first impression. But I think uh, I actually started really dancing, coming out like more bold when Hammer. So MC Hammer changed to like Pumps and the Bumps. Yeah, but I remember Pumps and the Bumps. And then when Pumps and the Bumps came out, I was like, the first dance I and really if I can remember do. Pumps and the Bumps was mm-hmm. like a little bit before Clowning like really mm-hmm. it was like right there yeah it was like right there if I'm not mistaken because Clowning a lot of people don't know but 90s. Clowning was early 90s yep early 90s like Clowning yep. was around for a long time yep so yeah I, I get that Tommy would be pulling around like well, you know when he went to come to he would be pulling around in his green uh, you know 5.0 so I think like the first dance I learned how to do was the butterfly Ah, you know what I mean? It was like, oh, everybody was like, oh, you do the butterfly. And I was like, okay. And then the tissue roll came out, and you do it backwards. Mm-hmm. And, it was, and so that kind of got me out of like my shyness. Okay. Um, it was still private. And uh, and then, you know, I, I stumbled upon the clown world. And then uh, it just, it just, it just yeah, my whole outlook just changed. And yeah. I just started I to evolve. I can imagine, man. And just to put it out there, if I'm not mistaken, I might be wrong, but from my perception mm-hmm. you were one of the first like designers in crump when it comes to fashion myself yeah one of the main because the, the, the I, I remember the building chain shirts mm-hmm. putting a chain on a t-shirt and spray painting over that mug mm-hmm. i remember that yeah. and i the first person i seen do it was you mm-hmm. i don't know if you got the inspiration from somewhere but no. ultimately like that's our first person i seen was you yeah so i think what happened you know you had clown you know, I've always actually went to school for fashion. 
And this is okay. right before I got into dancing. Okay. So I didn't know what I wanted to, you know, you have a lot of people who don't I, know what they want to do. I get it. So I went to school for fashion design and I, mean, I like designing and the, you know, the drawing, but I didn't like sewing. I know how to sew. Yeah. I was heavy foot. So I was like, I don't want to do it somewhere. So then I got into dancing. Mm-hmm. And then what happened is like, uh, when I started to get more confident, um, I always, you know, people that know me in high school, when I went to high school, I had my own little trend by yeah. myself. So I didn't need to, you know, everybody wore this. I wore what I wanted to wear. Yeah. And so I had like edgy type of clothing. I was into like, you know, I was probably one of the only black kids from Compton that people were like, is he emo? Is he gangster? So I was mixing, Everything. you know, culture. So I'm yeah. wearing spikes and rags and I'm like, what's, but it, it was catchy. And, um, and you were expressing yourself. Yeah, I was no expressing one could tell myself. You how to no, express oh no, yeah, exactly. I'm the wrong. I was just the wrong person. It's just like the ridicule didn't do nothing to me. It's like I'm secure in who I am. Yeah. Um. And so you know, I, I remember you know the clowns we used to cut our shirts and stuff like that. And so once the whole dragon, you know, when yeah, that Slayer pers- dragon, when that started coming forth. Yep. I started going to the, like, really edgy. I was listening to 50 Cent. I was listening to Eminem. Mm-hmm. I was listening to Marilyn Manson. Yeah, I was like, I really? And so Early I was 2000s, like, that mm-hmm. era, you had a lot of edgy music. And so I just, I think one day I was sitting down and I was like, okay, let me, what would, what do I, what do I wear? And then I was like, I think I just had a chain from a bike mm-hmm. laying around. I looked at it. And you just did it. Huh? And I put it on a shirt and I, was, I hit it with some gold paint. And I was like, that yeah. matches my Timberlands. And I sprayed it and I was like, I want this to look like lightning coming down, like power. So I did, like it looks like lightning. And I was like, ah. Oh. And I wore it. People were like, where you get that from? I was like, hmm. So then I started wearing it more and I would take it farther down. I did my jeans. And so people were like, do me one. So I started doing people one. Then I started like putting words on it. Then I started doing different designs. I think if you go back and you watch Rise, I have like these camo um, yeah, um, I pants, remember them camo and the, pants. And, and the leaf yep. comes across. I remember that. And then it had the matching wave cap and the beater. So I was like, you just trip. And I just would just construct. That's and it was dope. just like, that was my way of like, I think as an artist, mm-hmm. a lot of artists don't get, cra- you know what I mean? Because it's like art. Most people don't have the money in the hood to buy an art piece. So yeah. what's another way? Fashion is another yep. tapestry. Yep. Yeah. That makes sense. Well, hey, we're going to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back. Do us a favor, like, subscribe, comment, get this into the algorithms. We appreciate y'all. We'll be right back. Yes, sir. In the heart of artistic innovation and urban vibrancy, Swarm Culture stands as a dynamic and captivating brand that serves as both a sanctuary and a launching pad for crump dancing, roller skating, hip-hop, and street culture. Through curated events, workshops, performances, and collaborations, Swarm Brand strives to empower individuals from all walks of life, celebrating diversity and inspiring unity through the shared language of art. Visit us today at swarmeverything.com. Man, dude, this has already been crazy. Like, just sitting here with you is crazy to me. I know we've had plenty of conversations. I know we've talked for years, you know. But I like sitting here with people because it helps me understand the person behind the dance more. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, I've seen you dance. I've seen you preach. I've seen you prophe- prophesy all of that. Mm-hmm. But knowing you and getting to sit down with you is something that doesn't happen a lot. So it's it's very great to see this. Now, we're talking about, obviously, artistic innovation, like what you did with the clothing of Crump. Mm-hmm. But now, what role, fast forward to today now, okay. we're going to shift. 
What role do you feel Crump plays in the full scope of like the dance community? So, Crump, if Crump returns to its roots, okay, um, Crump was created to bring healing uh-huh. to the hip hop industry, okay, and dance culture, okay, um, just because of how Crump was, you know, it was given as a gift to us. Uh-huh. But if it does not return to its roots, what's going to happen? It's going to blend in. And it's not going to be as potent of a medicine as it needs to be. Man. That's why you see a lot of dances integrating in the crump. And if you look at it, you see crump kind of dissipating, just like a virus. Mm-hmm. And not saying the other dances are vi- viruses. I don't want to say that. Yeah. But like a virus. But I, would, get, your, I get your metaphor behind would, it. Would take yeah. over a host. Yeah. And then the host, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so we have to keep crump crump. Yeah. It's got to have its essence. It has to. Uh, that's my language. Yeah, and and that's one thing I'll say out of the five, like if anybody brought that, like the spiritual essence, mm-hmm. I feel like you were the main person out of the five creators. Like you were the one that was always pushing love, healing, and like anybody that went to a slaughterhouse knows, like they know that you was going in there and you was getting healed. Mm-hmm. He was coming out a different person, mm-hmm. you know? So I feel like that's, that's that's a bar in itself. Like, yeah. we don't want to take on other hosts. And so many crumpers go into the other dance styles and learn the other dance styles and mesh it and stuff like that. And don't get me wrong, it's not bad for your career. Yeah. But, like you said, let's keep crump crump. There's nothing wrong with, um, I mean, one of the, when we go, you know, hats off to, to Ron Mm-hmm. And um, you know, Soldier Soldier Tight and mm. Rowdy, these were the first first, yeah. The first. Yeah. No one can claim this. These were the first. Ruben, Mickey, these were the first like to integrate. Hybrid. They start to integrate other styles and music. That that takes boldness. Yeah. But it you have to have a potency to do that. You know, yeah, because you have, you have to have, you have to, it gotta it gotta yeah. be essence. And so mm. when you know, even when Crump came around, and I used to talk to a lot of people, that was my role. I knew my role. Protect the essence of Crump. Mm. Protect it at all costs. So this is why, you know, even when it came to even like the introducing Christ, for me, it was not a Christ-up movement. It was not a fad. It was the offering of people to, that want to go to a deeper level of healing. And that's just simple. If, yeah. you, if you don't, you if know. You don't, then you, just don't you just don't. Yeah. And I feel like that's where, like, you kind of got overshadowed because oh, of everybody. Of course, was, I got overshadowed. I, I love I love eyes to death, but everybody was focused on that whole Christ up movement. Yeah. But you and everybody was focused on everything changing when we didn't need to change the dance. The dance was the dance. If people wanted to be Christian in the dance, let them be Christian in the dance. Let them use it for that. And I feel like we're back where that is now. Like, people, let me say this really quick. When we started, mm-hmm. okay, a lot of us. Everyone wasn't a believer in Christ. Yeah. And I need that needs to be said. Yeah. Um, even though we were believers in Christ. Through family, through being in Yeah, we weren't like disciples, so to speak. Yeah, so what you. happened is, you know, God came and spoke to me and told me what to do and to introduce. I went to eyes and and share with him about like what happened to me. And then that's when we started doing like Bible stuff. That it yeah. was just organic. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then it became something else, but you know that's one of the essence things. Mm. So 
that has played a major part in the hurt that a lot of people have experienced in mm -hmm. Crump, yeah. unfortunately, but it's also a learning lesson. Power unchecked is very dangerous. You, you understand? Oh, I get it. That's freaking <laughs> so, crazy. So for well, hold on. I, <laughs> I'm going to say it again. Power unchecked is what? Very dangerous. Oh, bro. That's a that's a bar for yeah. your ass. Sorry, I didn't mean to no, cuss. <laughs> but <laughs> this is crap. Right. In your in your cords, they have a ground wire. Yeah. The ground wire is there to make sure things are short circuit. Mm. And so and so if there is no grounding or governing or accountability, you get danger. The danger is Crump was growing without <laughs> accountability. Mm. That's where we are now. So now we have to bring some accountability for elders, for pioneers, for everybody. Everybody needs to be accountable yeah. to and what's going to keep some us, type of standard? What's going to keep us grounded is we have to. I mean, this is what I've been working on for a long time, almost like bylaws. Yeah, you know what I mean. Well, think about it like this: I love, I love Crump to death, but if there was no hip hop, there would be no Crump. Definitely. Let's be honest. You know what Definitely. I'm saying? And hip hop, I'd say this in the Crumpers page a lot. Hip hop has foundational principles mm -hmm. that makes it that of what it is. Mm -hmm. Like each one, teach one. Mm -hmm. That's a hip hop moral. Mm -hmm. That's a hip hop. Like I learn, I go teach. You learn, you go teach. That's how we spread it, mm -hmm. word of mouth. Mm -hmm. So I feel like Crump, we have those. They just haven't been defined. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's going to take the pioneers, the creators, the OGs from the second gen or whatever to create those foundational principles, like you said, bylaws. Mm -hmm. And that's going to help us go into the next generation. Crump commandment number one. The mm. first crump commandment. Okay. Nobody is rejected. And I, I can't imagine, I can't say how many times I've went to a crump session, just to be honest with you, and felt rejected. And it wasn't like that when I first started. Thou shall not reject. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, man. Now, obviously... You played a big part in Rise. Mm -hmm. You were in the movie. You you were part of Crump. Mm -hmm. Can you share like your experience with that movie and like how it impacted your life in the Crump movement? Um, so the movie, it's 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 very important. Like memory, that whole experience for me. Um, you know, going from being in Compton, in Compton Carson. And nobody knowing who I am. Mm -hmm. And then over the years of everything that I've invested and put now, the light has shined on it. And people are like, you're a legend and all this. Mm -hmm. um, it's It feels good. But the other aspect is there. Um, what you experience when fame hits you or popularity, you, you experience. Um, I'm a very genuine person, mm -hmm. very to the core. I don't, I don't have a, a bone in my body that's not genuine. And so you have a lot of um, people who connect for reasons that are not genuine mm. and people who love you and don't know why they love you, right? And so people are like, you know, you're a legend, you're this. And it's like, who am I? You don't even know who I am. It's called imposter syndrome. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Literally. Imposter syndrome, you know what I mean? Yeah. So And so it's like, I'm a person outside of all those things that I accomplished. I'm an individual. And, 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 and for me, it's always, but there's greatness inside of you. Yeah, and and so I was born and put in rise to bring the greatness out of the future generations. Mm. So I mean, for me, if I'm not inspiring anyone else, if other people are not becoming leaders, if other people are not, you know, um, 
sharing their voice or growing in if they're not way, growing yeah. if they're not better than me i'm not in my eyes i'm mm -hmm. not doing my job yeah so everyone that i have inspired is better than me got you yeah and there's a lot of people in crump that don't want that to happen because they, they don't and they don't understand that like i've always said there's people that have been under me that can literally tell you this I've always said, look, I'm not training you to be me. I'm not training you to be like me. I'm training you to be better than me. Exactly. Because if you're better than me, that's to speak on a business aspect. Yeah. If I grow your business to be better than mine, you're going to tell how many people about that? Mm -hmm. If I get your business leads and I show them that you are a good business, you have a great presence online, and you're making consistent money from my work, and you're getting up there, you're going to tell people. Exactly. And I look at that in the crump aspect too. I was one of the first crump teachers in Vegas. Mm -hmm. 2009, I taught at 2 Nice Street Dance. Mm. And when I stepped in the studio as a crump teacher, I noticed that, okay, you can make money from this okay. as a teacher, right? If I teach you well, you go tell this person word of mouth. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's the greatest. Like if well, some of the greatest little homies in Vegas have came from my fams, and I can say that with confidence because I know they mm -hmm. go tell people, and that's what you do. You have people that have been under you for years, and people that have grown under you for years, and you can see. Look at this. <laughs> look at this dang building. If you never spoke Jesus into my life when I was probably like nineteen, twenty years old. I don't know what would have happened. And that's proof in the pudding right there. You know? Yeah. I'm gassing you up. <laughs> Let it happen. <laughs> now, a shift. Okay. Every life, every human, every leader mm -hmm. has challenges. Yeah. I need to know how Slayer handles obstacles Oof. and what do you do to overcome them? Oof. So um, the the way that I overcome my challenges is number one, believe. I like it. I like can't that? with you. You love with it with two e's. <laughs> believe with two e's, right? Um, number one, believe, and then I've always, for the most part, as much as I could, remember um, who's in charge of my life. Mm. So it it became difficult for me. Um, your belief is your mindset, and it's actually connected to you know what has been revealed to you. Mm -hmm. Um, so the leader has been revealed in, in, in me, and so I walk towards that. But mm -hmm. then I have my human failings, my human shortcomings. Yeah. Um, and so that belief has caused me to walk um, past what I feel about myself, mm. past what I feel about others, mm. uh, whether it be rejection. Mm -hmm. I believe despite being rejected, I'm still a leader. Mm. Um, I had to believe despite them changing the history. <laughs> I think I think there was a period of time where I told I don't mean to cut you off, but I told people that Todd Eyes and Miho were the creators of Crump, and then like two three years later I had to switch it to say there was four creators of Crump because mm -hmm. Lil C wasn't a creator yet, and then like two years later I had to switch it to now there's five creators of Crump. Yeah. Like I've switched my teachings of Crump like three or four times. Yeah, it, it, and it happens. And so that 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 happens because of oversaturation, right? Yeah, yeah like so, we talked about quality over quality when it's supposed to be the opposite. Yeah, I just heard a, about Whataburger. I was like, what's Whataburger? 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It wasn't advertised. Yeah. Hypothetically. Then you taste it, it's like, oh, it's pretty good, right? So there's some things that do exist mm-hmm. that we don't know of because it's not advertised or it's ah, not spoken. Yep. And so we, you know, if we think about um burger places, what do you think about McDonald's? And Burger King, yeah. Burger King and then In and Out's gonna be thrown in there, right? Yep. And then you have somebody from a whole other generation or yeah. side of people that are going to say Jack in a Box, Wendy's, and something else. Yeah, yeah. You see, I get you. Advertisement, marketing. Yeah. So a lot of it is psychology. Mm. So there's a lot of people, you know, and and there's a role of responsibility. So that was one of the struggles. Um, I shrink back naturally because I don't like drawing attention to myself at all, and I do things for love. So it's like I'm not in the competition of like. Being the best, never being undercut face, anybody. Yeah. Never had to undercut anybody. Never had to do anything treacherous. Never had to do any any of those things. As a matter of fact, those things make me angry. So it's better for me to just move myself for then I get out of character, right? Because I love passionately. So, um, what that's again one of the struggles is now I have a like when I see what I see going on with Crump, I have to take responsibility for that. And come forward now. This is why you see me on interviews and talking to people. Because yeah, it's like, I've noticed that in the past like year or so, you've like gotten out there more. And like, I I just noticed in the Vegas Crump page, you'd be going live in there and stuff like that. So yeah. it's, yeah. Yeah. It's, it was almost, it was, um, most people don't know. So the whole Christ up moving, how that, it took a real, it, uh, it was almost heartbreaking for me because mm. I, I received a commission from God to preach the gospel. I received the commission from God to share the gospel with the crump world, right? Mm-hmm. I made my own mistakes and all those things like that. So seeing all that, you know, is almost heartbreaking because it's like me me leaving and me, you know, being removed. And even the warning I gave people like, okay, we, this crump is taking a turn. I told him in 2007, call the buck. God, the Lord says, stop going this direction because it's going to affect crump. And then he said, okay, remove yourself. Then from there, it took the turn. And so watching the turn, it's like, oh, my God, right? So Crump has fought. The the hardest thing is when I say it has followed me, it has followed me almost like a a ghost, so to speak. You know what I mean? Same here. Like, you, it's like you can't get away. You can't get away. away. So I'm like, I would be be places in a professional setting. They'd be like, oh, Slayer. Aren't you? Do I know you from somewhere? No, you don't know me from nowhere. No, no, you don't know me. I've seen you somewhere. I don't know. And I would change the subject. And they go, why don't you tell us you were one of the creators? Oh, I'm not talking about that. Board meetings at the job. I'm in mental health places. I know you from somewhere. I'm in church. This is. I'm like, okay. So it's like, I can't forget my people. Yeah. It's, it's, it's in my blood. That's my tribe. people, right? My yeah. tribe. So it's like, and, and then there's a way that the tribe needs to get ministered to, right? So I still minister, but it's a different way. So if I don't dance, it's going to affect, I have to bring the, the essence it's in my in my bones. Yeah, you see what I'm saying. It's in the speech. It's in this character. Yeah, other people need to be inspired by something other than what is being mass produced and manufactured, so that healing can break out, or the cancer will continue to spread. Do y'all hear him? I hope y'all getting his messages right now because this is crazy. Wow. Okay. On that note, we're gonna take a commercial break. <laughs> we'll be back in a few minutes. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. We'll be right back. At Swarm Branding, we're not just a digital marketing agency. We're your key to online success. Let's take a closer look at the services that can transform your brand. Graphic design, web design, search engine optimization, 
print media, social media services, and content marketing services. Swarm Branding is your full-service digital marketing powerhouse committed to making your brand a digital sensation. Don't wait. Visit us today at swarmeverything.com. Man, (laughs) I haven't even began to process everything that's happening right now. A, if y'all just tuning in, rewind it. (laughs) I can't. (laughs) Now, shifting again, we've talked about, you know, where you came from, how R&B music like really, really inspired you, which by the way, I'm the same exact way. Like I fell in love with R&B music before hip hop, like full fledged, like IMX, like come on, bro. Like you, I, I don't know if you, I don't know if you know, but one of my episodes, I interviewed Raz B from B Two K. Yeah, okay, yeah. okay. I'm gonna send it to you so you can check it I out. Gotta check that out, bro. I, I got professionally, I got linked with him through like a client, mm-hmm. and he's an amazing dude. Yeah, but just being in there, like in here with him, is like, yo, like Marcus Houston helped you yeah. get in the industry, like. It's, but yeah, R&B music definitely inspired me tremendously. Seventh grade, I fake like I was somebody from Immature so I can get this girl. <laughs> I think just, all just of us. Confessing. You know what, man? How many times I said I was a Backstreet Boy? <laughs> or an NSYNC? Come on, dude. My hair is not like this for oh, no reason. AJ a- 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 from, from AJ McLean from Backstreet Boys? I was the bad boy for real. <laughs> Let's just be honest. We we being honest, right? We confessional. I know you a pastor. <laughs> Ooh, get it clean. Let, let's 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 sift it. What are you working on right now? I heard you say talking about bylaws. And by the way, Celsius, y'all need to give me a damn sponsorship. And now we're from our sponsor. <laughs> but what are you working on currently? Ooh, so I'm currently. You know, I got a couple of projects going on. So I'm currently working uh, on something to be like an an almanac and some bylaws for Crump to hand over to every culture. Okay. And um, I put something out on the Crumpers page. Um, I do want to create a tour. I've seen that. Yeah. I've seen that. I do want to create a tour to give credence and credit to every city where Crump is. Mm -hmm. And to tour it because we have to give credit to the pioneers mm-hmm. in each state or region. Yeah. Right? I think one of the things that the Crump, um, in, just in America, I don't, I don't know about the rest of the countries, but in America, especially in the West, there is this pain because there's a lot of people um, who have been robbed of their dues. Mm-hmm. You know, biblical I, I, principle. I, I, see, I see a lot yeah. of people that feel that. Yeah. Give yeah. honor to where honor is due. So let's say, for instance, you're my big homie and you put all this work in me and I go on to become something great, but I don't give honor. I won't reach the level that I'm called to reach. God won't bless it because I'm not giving back. Even a plant, you got to give back to the roots so that there can be greater extension. And so... I'm I'm not interrupting you, but I'm going to just speak on this. I do that consistently. And nobody can deny it. For real, one of my big homies... He been with me. He my DJ at all my events. He's one of my best friends. He was the first episode of this podcast mm-hmm. because in 2006, when I first got on the Crump Kings Forum, mm-hmm. 
he was one of the first person people I messaged. Mm. And I went to Smash Studios on Silverado Ranch and Las Vegas Boulevard. Mm -hmm. And I went there and got put on as a real. Mm. And he was the first person to be my real big homie. He was my best man at my first wedding. He's my son's middle name is Lamont because of him. So same thing with Crush. After I was under real, I became under Crush. And if I didn't be under Crush, it, I wouldn't have had the opportunities that I had. So I get you. A lot of people got to put their pride down and simply just give credit to who helped them. Yeah. Like I tell Crush every time I see him, bro, I love what you're doing with your brand. I love what you're doing with your fam. Excuse me. Keep it up. Mm -hmm. Like, thank you for what you've done for Vegas. If you don't remember 2016, 2017 arc, he was booked both of them. Yeah. Because I, why would I book anybody else when I have a legend in my city? Mm-hmm. Like Rapture, once he's healed, I told him he's teaching here. No yeah. matter what. Yeah. Great. These are great. These are people that need to have their... Why do you think you're here? Because your story needs to be heard. Yeah. We yeah. all have platforms. We don't yeah. need to just be interviewing the people that are... Current. The hitters. Yeah. The, f the freaking popular people. Like, let's interview the people that are unknown, that need to be known. Yeah. I tell people, too. I was like, I've been doing this in 20-some years. Mm-hmm. The body wears down. Yeah, <laughs> my role, my role changes. You I, know what I mean. My the interview before you. Mm -hmm. No, the one I just released yesterday. I literally said it. I said I probably got a couple more years in the competition aspect. Yeah. And then when that time comes, and I hit forty one, forty two, and Prissy was just live on fa Facebook talking about it. Mm -hmm. She was dancing in her living room talking about how she ain't got the body she used to when she was twenty four. Yeah. Our bodies do that. Yeah. So our role has to shift. Our why has to shift. Yeah. My why has already shifted. Yeah. I don't come in here and do 17 rounds and be the session killer. Yeah. I make the space for people so people can come in here and have a safe space to have to have a crumb session. Oh, that's beautiful because you, you got to think about it. Like when I look at you guys, like, I mean, it's so many people that I look like I look at and I can remember 14, 15, 16 year olds yeah. who didn't know who they are. Mm -hmm. or, or excuse me didn't know who they were and now they are like giants and it's like wow yeah. you know where would their life be but you know the little things that you do and that's why you know I, I, you know, I like to tell the crumb part and just even anyone in, in creative dance like those type of arts can help people who are suicidal I was suicidal I the, before Rise came out the day that they, a couple of days before they were filming I tried to kill myself mm. Man, I'm so no, when I say literally, I'm literally, so I would be, I would be in the grave, and I know I would be in hell. You know what I mean? So I, I would be dead because I hadn't given my, I hadn't given my life to Christ the way I was supposed to. I would be dead, and God, that's when God spoke to me. And I'm like, and then told me that He was going to make my life worth living. And if you go back and watch Rise, I have a cast on my arm, this arm, yeah, and that was I had a car accident, two car accidents, and I tried to take my life. And then right after that, the movie blows up. So I'm enjoying it, and it's like I'm. You can't even really enjoy it. Yeah, but I'm like, this is crazy because I'm not even. You know what I mean? I'm not supposed to be here. I'm not supposed to be here. And probably ninety percent of the people that you were around didn't even know. Only person knew, Little C, and I think Prissy, Prissy too. I think. You see what I'm saying? Because we had that, we had that those type of relationships where like you know, you guys were close. Yeah, C C was one of the ones like he got on my head about. Like people think he's like. This and that, but he was like, yo, he has this, we have this thing where he like, even things that are serious, he makes it real light. Mm -hmm. So it just takes the sting out of it. But, yeah. you know, him, it just those type of friendships are important when you feel used. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? That's crazy. You need those. To, to give you, to like just let you know that you're not the only one that goes through those like thoughts. Oh, yeah. The reason Swarm Brand is what it is is because I almost killed myself in 2017. See? I was newly divorced in 2016, mm-hmm. dated a chick, found out half of my people that I was around was lying to me. Some grimy stuff happened. And then I'm walking down street down this way, Windmill and Eastern, mm-hmm. walking up it to Spencer. Jumped out in front of a car. Car swerved. I've told this story on, on, on episodes before, but I looked up. And mind you, I was already saved. I already knew Jesus was alive. I already knew all these things. I already knew how to live life. I was 30-something years old. Mm. But I was just so defeated. Mm-hmm. And a diamond came out of that. Mm. And that's what you're sitting in right now. Mm. Like legit. One of many diamonds. One of though. many, yeah. Because it's not my first rodeo. Yeah. You know, like in 2012 when we built one round, we were in, like the people that we had, we were in like a desperate need. Because mm-hmm. Vegas Crump was just like, we needed something of our own. Yeah. We were always, I ain't trying to say this in a bad way, but we were always Cali's shadow. Yeah. Because we were the first city outside of Cali to get crumped. Mm-hmm. So like we were always like Dahan, uh, Mike, all of these people that were OGs, Sean, Papa, uh, OJ, like all these Mike, people. Mike, Autumn, yeah. Yeah, like Cass, they were yeah. they were a lot, of, they were overshadowed because we weren't Cali. Yeah. And I remember when a lot of them came, when, when I came out and, and brought Royal Family. Yep. Yep, a lot of them were Royal Fam. Yeah. 07, 08, Chinky, Dave, all of them. Like, yeah. I remember going to the church sessions. That's why I tell people, too. So it's like, I think what, you know, I look. it's just my gift. I can look at a person and kind of see the greatness and not to cultivate it out of them. And a lot of the people that used to get laughed at and ridiculed mm-hmm. and shamed, they are the greats now. Yeah. And so, you know... If you can deal with the rejection, people are rejecting you because you dare to be unique and you will not bow. And so if you can endure the laughter, you are the innovator. You are the creator for the next generation. If you can endure the laughter, that's the mindset you have to have in crap. A lot of stuff that they are doing now, they laughed at me for doing but they're doing it. Yeah. The warfare style, all those things that was laughed at in the beginning. But guess all of this stuff, that's where it comes from. I knew it. And I demanded that you respect, laugh at you want, but you're going to respect it. Yeah. I'm not going to change it because you're laughing. You're actually giving me more fuel. So there's a, there, there is a generation of people who don't know how to deal with the antagonism. and the, it's, it, You have to stand in your essence. Yeah. And you have to know what your essence is so you can stand in it. Yeah. Mm, man. Okay. Last question. Because that, that right there, we can end it. But I want one more. <laughs> What's your advice for someone coming into Crump and wanting to learn the style and culture? Now, now, I would definitely say this. Um, find community. Mm. It's not. It's not good to do it alone because you need the energy. Crump, um, the energy or the essence is exchanged in belief. Mm. When you are you when you're in a space, and let's just say in the session, just start in the session. Don't try to go into competition yeah. without getting the energy and the essence from the session. Yeah. Getting those sessions with community that believes and that's uplifting, because what it's gonna do is gonna change your confidence. Mm. Um, if you that's where the creativity, it's just gonna it's gonna come out of you know what I mean? It's gonna overflow. And yeah. then you need to find um in the community, you need to find there's different sounds. Um Vegas has a sound. Mm. Um uh, uh six six one has a sound. Yeah. 
you know, the, the West, sound. every yeah. has a sound. Yeah. And so, and the so there's some people, yeah, yeah, everyone has a sound and you got to find the frequency that unlocks what's in you and the community that supports that frequency. Um, there are certain places I go, if I session with any of the OGs, I'm going to go, it's like, yo, but if I session with some new cool, because my language is, I, yeah. I call it Aramaic, you yeah. know, it's one of the it's original languages. It's so it's like, what's yeah. that? You're going to more so be curious Versus giving the energy that's yeah, needed yeah, yeah. for the next level. That's, that's whoa. Does that, does that make that's sense? That's crazy, yeah. So the OGs, what we understand is we had that amongst each other. We used to go into the industry in Hollywood and do that. So we didn't need outside influence because we had each other. So do you see what's happening now? So if you have like, let's say, for instance, if you are a person that's from 661 and um, you go to, I don't know, 909. There and the, the, the frequency and your art, they're not bearing witness with it. You're going to, if you don't have this strong enough essence, you're not going to uh, convert the room. You're going to succumb to the you're not criticism. Going, yeah, you're, you're not, not going to go to the level you're supposed you're to. You're not going to inspire. You're going to get inspired. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And so what you have to do is you have to know how to move and know how to flow and know how to use it. And so these are things, you know, over the years I've learned. And so I've actually been working on, you know, like I told you, the Almanac, I've been working, I'm doing pro wrestling. I actually have. Um, I deal with like mental health therapy okay. and um, soul trauma healing. I utilize Crump also as well as, you know, the biblical teachings because um, I'm moving healing. So whether it's soul trauma healing, um, Crump is therapeutic and I've taught people how to utilize that. Right. And so a lot of those people um, who have experienced it, they are your elites now. Mm. Right. And so healing is my main, you know, Healing and inspiration That's good. is my main thing. Man, I appreciate you so much for this conversation because I learned a lot. Yeah. Um, just the last question and how you answered it showed me a lot about myself. Mm-hmm. Again, mm-hmm. thank you mm-hmm. for being here. Um, I'm, I'm speechless, man. Like I'm really like happy that this happened, and I thank you. You know, you know, you know, I see things. So I just want to share something with you that I'm okay. just saying, being observant. Um, this this um, new year that you're coming into, and I just want to like encourage you to to stick with the mission and the mandate. You know, um, you know the bee and the sting. Um, one of the scriptures says, "Death, where is your sting?" And grave. Where is your victory, right? And so I really sense that what God is going to do with you in this place prophetically is that this is going to be a place of refuge for people who feel like they're dying, mm-hmm. um, that God's angels will be here, that people will be inspired again, they will come out of their grave. Mm-hmm. And Vegas Crump that was allegedly dead will be revived in this place. Mm-hmm. And and also, I do see this. Um, there is a reconciliation coming with you in the community. Mm-hmm. There are some people that you're going to have to have some conversations with yep. for the sake of the culture. Mm-hmm. And there's going to be healing, and there's going to be restoration. And then the other part that I see, I'm looking at these. Uh, these uh, it looks like honeycombs. Yeah. Uh, scripture says that the word of God is sweet like like honeycomb, mm-hmm. and and so you've you've endured the bitterness and the pain of dying. Mm-hmm. But the leader in you is going to give people the sweetness of God's word, and you're going to inspire many. Mm-hmm. I also was going to ask you, I saw, is there someone connected to you that deals with autism? No. Because hmm. I saw some some someone connected to you. I don't know if this is going to be like somebody you're going to be mentoring 
or someone. There is somebody that's connected to me that deals with mental health issues. Okay. Autism. But it's not autism. Okay. There's, and this may be in the near future, but I saw you dealing with someone or a group of people that were autistic mm -hmm. and there was a creativity that's going to come out of you to inspire them. And so I don't know, there's going to be some little homes or something, but okay. they're going to be brought to you. I'm going to be on the lookout for that. Yeah. Man, I appreciate you big bros. Um, this is episode 16, y'all. Like I'm 16 in and I can't wait to get further. Yeah. Um, like subscribe, follow him. This is a legend. He obviously just spoke into my life again. Um, Get with him. Add him on Facebook. Follow him. Get get some <laughs> knowledge because there's people out here that can really give it to you about street culture, about dance, about crump, everything. We appreciate y'all. Have yes, a good sir. one and peace. It's official now. The Hive Hustle Podcast about to sit you down. Go and fix your crown. This ain't a grain of salt. Pick your brain and thoughts even through a major loss. Still remain a boss.